With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Good morning. It is Wednesday, July 27th. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code JUSTBASEBALL when you download for the best daily fantasy app. In this episode, I will again be delivering my three MLB best bets for the day, as well as two prize pick selections, which you will hear at the end of this episode. Gotta play my player props, but gotta talk about my three MLB best bets first. Let's do a quick recap of yesterday, because yesterday kind of pissed me off, and this is why I hate parlays, people. That's why I hate them. If we, stri- if we straight bet the Yankees and the over, we would have come out fine. Instead, I got greedy, and we lost a unit on a plus 250 parlay. We had some fun, but now we get back to business with the three picks. Just a reminder, our MLB regular season record is now 141 and 123, winning at about a 53, 54%. The percentages, it doesn't matter. It's right in there, but plus 19.44 units. And we're going to start in San Francisco versus Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are at home and it starts at 3:40 p.m. Eastern. It's Logan Webb, right-handed pitcher for the Giants, taking on Zach Gallen. Logan Webb's got a 2.77 ERA with a 1.12 WHIP, and Zach Gallen's got a 3.31 ERA and a 1.02 WHIP. And like I said, we're going to head to Arizona for the third and final game of this three-game set. We have an excellent starting pitching matchup combined with offenses that have not shown a ton of promise against right-handed pitching. The Diamondbacks are a short underdog in this spot, and with how both teams have been performing, it's just really hard to call the Giants the favorite with really whoever is pitching. And Zach Gallen has pitched really well in July, and he's had a lot of success against this Giants current roster through 100 played appearances against the Giants. He's working with a 226 opponent batting average, a 308 ex-woba, and a 358 ex-slugging. The quality of contact has been pretty poor against Gallon, which is resulting in an average exit velocity of just 87.4 miles an hour. The Giants aren't hitting him very hard, and the Giants' offense has been putrid against right-handed pitching in the month of July, rocking a 192 batting average as a team with a 27th-ranked WRC+. Plus. When we look at how they've performed post-All-Star break against righties, they've ranked as the worst in the sport. I think in the past couple days, they have a negative 4 WRC+. I mean, they just can't hit. I don't know what you want me to say. And the Giants' one hope is hitting the fastball, but they do not match up well against Gallon's secondary pitches, like his curveball, his changeup, and his cutter. The Giants, and I've written this before, they like fastball slider pitchers. So it does make sense that Gallon's success can be sustained against the Giants. 
In his last start against them, he threw six and two-thirds innings while only allowing four hits and two earned runs. And of course, opposing Gallon will be Logan Webb, who's been on a tear since July began. He's thrown 32 innings and has only allowed seven earned runs to give him a 1.97 ERA. He's dom- he really dominated the Diamondbacks in his last start, threw six shutout while allowing eight, um, only eight strikeouts, or striking out eight batters, excuse me. He's had his struggles on the road, and the Diamondbacks have actually hit right-handed pitching well since July began. They ranked 10th in WRC+, first in walk rate, and last in strikeout rate. I love that. Both bullpens should be relatively ready to go as well. Joe Mantiply and Mark Melanson will be ready to roll for the Diamondbacks after short outings yesterday, but Dominic Leone, Tyler Rogers, and Camilo Doval will be ready for the Giants. We should see some nice bullpen performances on both sides, but I'm going to tail the Diamondbacks as the underdog until the Giants prove they can hit anyone throwing with their right hand. You and I can enter this game with our right hand, and I think I'd pick the other side. I just don't believe that Webb is going to replicate this performance on the road, and I also don't believe that Gallon throws a shutout either because, again, the Giants can hit a righty, and they've seen Gallon. I do think this one is going to be close, but I'm going to take the value with the Diamondbacks at plus 100 on the money line, and that's one unit to win one unit. The second matchup is pretty straightforward in my mind. It's the Miami Marlins versus Cincinnati Reds, which starts at 6.40 p.m. Eastern. It's Braxton Garrett with his... 3-4-2 3-4-2 ERA and 1-1-4 whip. He's a lefty for the Marlins, young lefty. Taking on Luis Castillo, right-handed pitcher for the Reds, who's 3-4 with a 2-7-7 ERA and a 1.08 whip. He's going to be traded soon. This is most likely going to be his last start in Cincinnati, and I think he's going to put on a show. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet because come on now. Have you seen the Marlins offense lately? They won yesterday 2-1 because of Pablo Lopez masterclass, but now the Reds get a left-hander and the Marlins will face one of the better right-handed pitchers in the game. The Reds are going to win this. The Marlins ranked 26th in WRC Plus against righty since July began, and Castillo has allowed three runs in the month of July through 21 innings. The Marlins put out a lineup yesterday that featured Williams Estudo, J.J. Blade, Avisel Garcia, and Lewin Diaz in the meat of the lineup. What more analysis do you want from me? The Reds haven't performed all that great against lefties this year by the numbers, but they can hit Braxton Garrett enough to take an early lead. Garrett has pitched really well in July against some really bad competition. He's faced the Pirates twice, who can't hit a lefty to save their life, and the Nationals, who I guess are slightly better against lefties, but still not that great. It's the Nationals at the end of the day. And in his one start where he faced decent competition, the Mets, who also haven't performed that well against lefties, he allowed three runs. I think Castillo shuts down the Marlins and the Reds score enough to win this. It's not a total fade on Braxton Garrett, because, I, but I've been less than impressed with the bullpen in Miami. I think it'll be low scoring early before the Reds pull away in the end. The money line is slightly juiced. I don't normally like to take this, but when I see a Marlins lineup, how can you not? So it's minus 145. I have 1.45 units to win one unit. And our last matchup of the day is the Guardians versus the Red Sox at 7.10 p.m. Eastern. It's our king, Cal Quantrill, right-handed pitcher for the Guardians. 7-5 with a 3-7-5 ERA with a 1-3-0 whip, taking on Nate Eovaldi, right-handed pitcher for the Red Sox, 4-3 with a 4-3-0 ERA. If you're new to this, you may not know that this is a holiday here at Not Gambling Advice. It's Cal Quantrill Day. I'm back on him after a brief hiatus due to the value of the Guardians as a whole. With how the Red Sox offense has been performing with the inconsistency of Nate Eovaldi, I think the Guardians are in a great spot here. If Rafael Devers was playing, I may be singing a different tune, but the lineup has not looked the same since he landed on the IL. Trevor Story would also scare me a little bit, but he is also on the IL. 
The Red Sox ranked 25th in WRC Plus since July began against right-handed pitching. The Guardians on the other side rank 8th in that time span, and they match up well against Nadia Valdi. The Guardians normally perform well against fastball slider pitchers who rely on strikeouts. The Guardians rarely strike out, and they put the ball in play. Nadia Valdi this year has allowed plenty of hard contact, ranking in the 6th percentile in hard hit rate and the 3rd percentile in average exit velocity. He needs strikeouts and a high chase rate to get batters out. And the Guardians simply don't chase or strike out very often. On the other side, we have our king, Cal Quantrill. He's not a numbers guy. I get it. But the dude gets outs. I think we'll get plenty of them today against his Red Sox lineup. Without story or endeavors in the lineup, Quantrill has very solid numbers against his Red Sox current lineup. Through 46 plate appearances, he's rocking a 238 opponent batting average, a 320x Woba, and a 397x slugging, with an average exit velocity of just 87.9 miles an hour. I could read you Evaldi's advanced numbers, which also look very solid, I can't lie, but he doesn't look the same as last year and hasn't faced the Guardians this season, so I can't put a lot of stock into it. The bullpen advantage would also lean towards the Guardians. James Karinczak looks to have found his stride again, and while he did throw 26 pitches in Game 1, he got a rest day yesterday. Sam Henches will also, you know, he'll be fine. He should be rested. As should t- Trevor Steven. And Emmanuel Classe didn't pitch in Game 1, and he only threw 10 pitches yesterday. Even a guy like Nick Sandlin and his 2.81 ERA will be available after throwing just 11 pitches yesterday. The Red Sox bullpen hasn't been very strong, and they'll be without Sawamora and Tanner Houck. They should have Whitlock and Schreiber, which should help, but I'm still, I'll am still i still lean on the Guardians with their depth. And guess what I'm going to do? Cleveland Guardians money line, plus 110, one unit to win 1.1 units. Now let's break into my prize pick selections of the day, and I'm going to rely on some goats here. Going to rely on some goats here because Jordan Luplo. I mean, come on, Jordan. I had you at a half base and you couldn't get a hit. It's all right. It's fine. We move on for today because the prize pick selections have been very good. And if you want to play along with us, use code JustBaseball that's in the episode description for a full match on your deposit. Might as well use some free money to play along with us because it is so much fun. And again, we will be holding Twitter spaces later today to continue to win and welcome the community on to bring more of their picks. But here are the picks. Going with goats. Brandon Drury, lefty, killer. This guy dominates against lefties, and he has another great matchup again. We picked him against Trevor Rogers, and he had home run. I'm expecting maybe another one today, but at least a couple of hits for a guy like Brandon Drury over one and a half bases for him, as well as Jose Ramirez against Nate Eovaldi. I love Jose Ramirez's matchup today. He has a decently high fantasy score, and Drury actually has a higher fantasy score. I like both of their total bases today. When we quickly, we can quickly look right now what their odds are on other books because it's important to know because we don't want to take um, super juice lines towards and under on anything like that. But when we look at a guy like Brandon Drury, um, to just record a hit, he's minus 250 in this game. And when we look at total bases, it's around even. Um, I'm looking right now on Caesars. It's minus 125 towards the under, but minus 118 towards the over. And that's Brandon Drury at the end of the day. And when we look at a guy like Jose Ramirez, who's been nothing short of phenomenal this year and matches up well against guys with high velo, we see that his total bases are also juiced towards the over. I will be on both of those in prize picks. And remember, not gambling rights.